Hello and welcome to the Disconnected Gamers Podcast, where we reconnect with life and gaming. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew. With me, not this time because Mike is off on an adventure of his own, but nonetheless, I have very special guest, Theo from Leaping Tiger. Hello! Thanks for having me, Andrew. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's do this. Uh, why don't we tell everybody what Leaping Tiger is? Oof. Okay, straight straight into it. Just just going right out. Well, okay. I mean, you know what? Fine. Here we go. I'll do this. Oh no. It's no, Saturday, no, dip- July 9th. <laughs> oh yes. Okay, now tell everybody what we think. we've got the time going down. It's it's good. It's, it's Sunday for me. I'm living in the future. Ooh. Down in, down in sunny on New What's the future like? The future is fantastic. Well, it's getting a bit cloudy. Do you have hoverboards? Uh <laughs> Flying cars. Oh, that is the dream. That is definitely the. We have we've got lots of rollerblades and skateboards. Uh, anyway, um, leaping leaping tiger. Yes. Leaping tiger. Ask me what is leaping tiger. So at its core, right now, leaping tiger is a cross-platform location-based friend-finding app for gamers, and that's that's the technical kind of term. You throw that out there because it's it's the it's the most concise way you can kind of describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, what it means is if you're jumping onto a game and you want to team up with someone. Or ask them a question about single player, but maybe it's not a multiplayer game or anything really. Uh, but your friends are busy. You can check into that platform and that game on Leaping Tiger, and you find other gamers nearby to play the same thing uh, that are currently playing the same thing. And then you message them, and, and bam, it's just it's an instant connection. So it's, uh, but it's based on where you actually are. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all it's it's definitely location based. You can connect with people from other cities and things, mm-hmm. um, and that there's there are a lot of uses for that really. But the the heart of it is location based, and that's a lot to do with the community side that we're going into and, and trying to empower gamers locally to meet up and do awesome things like events and right, sort of land parties, the, make real connections. Right, because that's like, like you know most yeah. of the people I play video games with don't even live in the same state as me. Yeah. <laughs> but not to discredit online connections. Those of course. Are but it's, it's great being able to go out of your house and instantly kind of find people that you can connect with that like the same things that you do. Right, which is weird because you don't often, like, know that somebody plays, you know, video yeah. games until, like, you notice that they have a Pokemon shirt on. Or <laughs> at this point now, anytime I see a person walking down the street with their phone out and they're, like, looking around, I'm like, they're playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah. I saw kids. Uh, glance at their yeah. screen as you go by. Yeah. yeah I, oh, man. I, I saw kids today. and there was They were 100% playing Pokemon Go because they had their phones out and they were walking towards the <laughs> library in my town, which I had just driven by and found out that that is the gym because I had my phone out. <laughs> and I was like... Oh, those kids are going to battle somebody. Um, but it's it's wild. So um, what is your role at Leaping Tiger? What do you do? I am the community manager. And like if everyone currently in the team, there's, there's a whole bunch of us. But everyone on the team currently, because we're a startup, we all kind of take on various roles together. And yep. the CEOs, uh, Jordan... Jordan and Amy, I call mm-hmm. them CEOs. Amy's Amy's the CFO, CEO. I, I keep forgetting. Um, but the co-founders, they they take on like a billion different roles, and it's sure. ridiculous how much they do. Um, but I'm I'm the I'm the community manager side. But that kind of meshes up with things like user support and assisting and uh, assisting in some of the marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the idea of the community manager role is is to take care of the Leaping Tiger community, make sure they're all having fun, make sure that the feedback that they're giving 
about the app and that the ideas that they think about the app are reaching the developers' ears in a constructive manner and just kind of kind of being that bridge between the people who use and are interested in Living Target and the people that are currently building it. So, gotcha. um, and that's that's been sort of infinitely helpful at helping us develop an app that everybody wants to use and mm-hmm. and think towards. So it's yeah, it's been it's been a really good experience for me. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I. I won't lie, I very briefly use the app because I'm so close to the vest. I'm like, I don't want anybody near me to know what I play. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, you know, I miss being able to play video games with people. Like, I miss being able to sit in front of, like, I mean, obviously, in N64, playing Goldeneye, I can't do that anymore, right? I have to have people to do that. And it's like, nobody around me I know plays video games. Yeah. But it's like, but there's an app for that. Um, so, uh, I mean, what do you want to talk about? I mean, we've, we've briefly discussed leaping tiger, but I feel like we should talk about it more. But since you're the person who would know more than me, (laughs) what do you like? Like, I don't know. Like, tell, tell me something. I don't know. Tell me something. So, some of the, some of the juicy (laughs) stuff uh, stuff that I'm not allowed to tell you. Oh, totally. You're doing the whole media thing where you're like, oh, what's going behind closed doors? Oh, um, of course. Everything behind closed doors. Everything behind yeah. closed doors. I feel like I, it's a I lot of ones and zeros. Off, yeah. I get told off constantly by uh, by my boss, by Jordan, for, <laughs> for saying saying things that I shouldn't necessarily say on social media. I'm like, yeah, we're totally looking into that. But it's like, don't, don't just don't promise anything, Theo. I promise I'm not promising anything. <laughs> um, but every now and then, things do slip. We've got a little panel on our wall at our office, and visitors come, and I have to be like, just instantly, just don't look at that wall. That's where the secret things are. Um, but I, I can sort of talk about where Leaping Tiger is heading and the, and the vision that we've got and all of that kind of stuff, okay. which is just really exciting because um, at, it, you know, at its core, it is a friend-finding system. It's sure. location-based and all that kind of stuff. But the, the other reason why it was created was to empower local communities to group up and do interesting things. And uh, that's, that's kind of where we want it to hit, a really powerful community tool, but also a really powerful kind of, kind of player ID person ID, gamer ID profile thing for you. Kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, the ultimate profile where it's cross-platform as well. So you can track all of your achievements and trophies. You can talk to all of your friends across all platforms and all of that right. kind of thing. None it of takes, these the, it takes the guesswork out of being like, hey, are you raiding tonight? Uh, yes. Well, I don't know. What console? You know, and all that fun yeah. stuff. And also when you get into a new game, being able to find a, a community because that's I I built something in New Zealand called uh, called Aspect of Gaming, mm-hmm. which was the idea of trying to unite the New Zealand gaming community because everyone was constantly chatting to each other, going, "Oh, where do I go for this kind of group or or to get into this kind of gaming scene or mm-hmm. to start playing in esports tournaments and things." And I was like, "What if there was a place where you could go where that, all that information was kind of just there?" and and that, that kind of is very much alive in Leaping Tiger as well as a whole bunch of other things. Um, but, yeah, that, I, mean, I, I can't really say too much else. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. No, I won't. I'm not that I, – I, and I, I have to be like, yeah, as a media person, like I'm not going <laughs> to press because I, I, I can wait. Yes. <laughs> you know, I have patience. Um, Our developers are working very hard. Awesome. Yeah, I actually – I got to meet Amy and Jordan uh, at E3. Oh yeah, E3. Yes, it was great. Which it was, was an exciting time. Yeah, for me, I'd never been. I've never been to E3 before. Oh, cool! So that was your first time. It yeah, it was my first time. I got to see all sorts of cool things. I got to meet people I hadn't met in person before. 
And it's Ooh, like, yes, that's, it's that's like always like the cool thing. And it's like in and of itself, that's like leaping tiger global for me, like going to events like PAX, because it's like, I use Twitter to talk to all these people and yeah. then, and then what, like have things like this, right. Where you're, you know, we're on the podcast together talking. And then eventually at some point we may meet up at a convention and it's like, that's like the best feeling ever. And I feel like that probably exists because of leaping tiger just on a, you know, not quite the global scale, right? Because these are people that live near you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's exciting. it's yeah, like like think about things like uh, Ingress and Pokemon Go. We're not we're not in the mobile space yet, but I I personally really want to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know where we're going in that direction. But going going to a convention, especially a gaming convention or a pop culture convention for games like Pokemon Go, would be, be fantastic to check in. There, because you know, Pokemon Go currently doesn't have a friend system or a community system or a team system right. that you can kind of actually chat to people and meet them and figure out who's who. Um, so, Living Tiger really solves, and that's that's with a lot of games. So that's kind of cool that Living Tiger is there that you can sort of match make between these people that with tools that aren't necessarily in the game. Although I guess it's kind of hacking the game a bit. Maybe it's not there for a reason. They don't right. want people to be overpowered in teams. But for Pokemon Go, particularly, it's great to. Yeah, it's great to meet up with your teams and and do things, but um, right, it's like yeah, I kind of look and at it like good, yeah. I look at it like Steam without the game, like without the actual client to play games, right? Yeah, like when yeah. you think of like Steam allows you to see what a bazillion of your friends are doing. Granted, that's it's PC only or Mac, you know yeah. Mac, whatever. But it's like it's strictly just the computer's like side of it, and it's through their client it's like leaping tiger is saying hey we're outside of it we work across all these systems and consoles and we organize it all in, in effectively a very similar way yeah, yeah that's pretty yeah. awesome so pokemon go just just speak <laughs> pokemon go how is your go adventure going it came out what uh tuesday i Was think it so yeah everyone at uh at my work is playing it and yes. so they were all like, you got to you go because like they'd come into the break room and be like, oh, I just caught a Chansey. This is awesome. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there and it's like, I love I do love Pokemon. And I was yeah. like, you know, my phone is almost full. I don't have any space. I don't really want to get sucked into this because I know if I do, I'm never going to get away from it. <laughs> and of course, yeah. like later that day, I was on my lunch break and <laughs> I downloaded it. So yes. I only have. Let's see. I'm a level five. I have 18 Pokemon, and oh, good, good. my oh wait, I gotta rate rate them by combat power. My highest is a 140. It's Eradicate. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, it's weird. It's so weird. And and somebody had tweeted about it, and I don't remember who it was, but they were like, "Man, the amount of location data that they are gathering," and that's yeah. something I'm totally like. They do know where I am a lot because they're oh, track yeah. you know they're tracking all that data they're tracking where you check in you know for uh the pokestops and the gyms and all that stuff there's a pokestop like literally down the street from my house but it's just so far away enough that i'd have to like get on a bike <laughs> like i'm not walking i'm just not yeah, doing it yeah. so it's like i'd have to like drive down the street and just like circle just yeah. to hit it just to get some pokeballs wait for it to refresh yeah yeah you wait like five minutes refresh circle back around um <laughs> and like i said when i was out Earlier today, like art, like the town hall and the library are like next to each other, and it's a gym. And then there's like yeah. three Pokestops along the way, and I'm like, oh man, 
I should go by. But then I'm just like, I really don't want to do that. But the, <laughs> the guys from work were like, yo, I was driving all over the place. I'm pulling into Dunkin' Donuts. I'm pulling into Walmart. Like anywhere that they could get stuff, they were like, I'm driving all over the place. And I'm just like, man, I can't imagine the increased amount of pollution from everybody driving cars. <laughs> just pulling into random people's driveways. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of back and forth as to as to how good this kind of concept actually is. I mean, you've got you've got the very very obvious positive where you know people are meeting each other, people are getting more exercise. They're right, they're going outside. More, they're going outside, all that kind of fun stuff. But then you think of like you've got pollution. Right. <laughs> you've got um, people people running into objects and other people and cars and yeah. off sidewalks. I'm waiting. Buildings. I'm waiting for the for the first fatality. I get yeah. it. And it's like it's it, it's funny and it's sad because it's funny because it'll be hilarious to be like person walked into traffic trying to catch a weedle. And then you're like, but that person is dead because that's, of that. Yeah. And it's like, that's not fun. But it like I read an article where it was like one girl like tripped and sprained her ankle. One person yeah. like fell off their skateboard, and and it's like, come on, don't Pokemon go and drive. Don't Pokemon yeah. go and and all this stuff. And like I, I have to, I have to go ahead and say I had it on when I was in the car, and I was holding the phone. So anytime it buzzed, I'd be like, oh, there was like a Pokemon, and I would just kind of like go real slow. Like I would just yeah, roll at yeah. like five miles an hour and like look, tap the thing, and then I would just, you know, then I had the Pokemon locked so that I could catch it whenever I yeah. was able to stop. But it's a weird thing that I think is gonna be an issue now. It's like now I'm not uh, gonna be like, oh, that person's totally driving drunk. No, that person's probably trying to catch Pokemon right <laughs> now. Yeah. And there's a, yeah, yeah, a you, weird you situation. At them and you drive next to them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like get off your Pokemon Go. Um. <laughs> Yeah. And it, it's, it is a scary thought, but it, it is fun reading articles of X, Y, and Z did this trying to trying to catch a weedle. Like that right. just makes the article. But you're right; it is terrible. It's it's very tragic in a way. Yeah, because there's there's no way someone, and I and by someone I mean multiple people are going to get like very very hurt, seriously injured yeah. in the process of yeah. this. And it's because you're staring at your phone, and it's you know you have to like oh I need to look to the right to see this yeah. Pokemon that's on my dashboard and all of a sudden you plow into a car or whatever. Yeah. Um, or the people who are like walking into the street, not stopping at crosswalks like that. It shows how much of a focus that people have on the game, which yeah. is, which is an interesting thing that the game is that captivating for what yeah. it is because it's pretty basic at its core, mm. but it's all like, you know, it's almost like too good. You know, <laughs> it's almost like crack. Well, yeah, and I um, and I wonder if they'll have to like change it so that maybe when yeah. you're like staying in one place, you're more likely to get Pokemon rather than the whole like go out and explore stuff and maybe yeah. walk into traffic accidentally. Yeah, they've they've got a couple of alert messages on screen. They're like, don't don't drive while doing these things. Look out right. for your surroundings and stuff. Yeah. But I I think if you've been walking around for for two or three minutes, it should probably come up with a dialogue box saying, "Have you looked up in a while?" Just to right. just to remind you, like um, the Wii, like the Wii U would say, like after like fifteen minutes or something, "Do you want to take a break?" Yeah, and quality like, of life features kind of thing. Yeah, and I and I and and even that, right? When I was in the car, I was probably going like forty miles an hour. It should just shut the app off. It's tracking uh, me. It should know how fast I'm going. If I'm going more than twenty miles an hour, you have to assume I'm not walking. 
Yeah, right? Like yeah. if you're moving at more than like a brisk pace, it should just be like, you know, uh, capturing dis- Pokemon disabled because you're moving too fast. Well, I, I, I like the idea of running because I, I like running from node to node. Um, and it's just getting everywhere really quickly and capturing mm. and doing all these crazy things. Um, but I'm, I'm with you there. And it was interesting with Ingress, which is the, the kind of the side game that it's – do you know much about Ingress? I, I know that that was how they figured out where the data points should be. Yeah, yeah, they sort of um, mined everything from Ingress. So they created Ingress as well, Niantic Labs, mm-hmm. created Ingress and Pokemon Go. Created, they've been doing Ingress for a long while now, and they took all the data from that. But Ingress um, was was the exact same kind of concept, but without the Pokemon skin and without capturing Pokemon, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, if you were moving a certain speed, it didn't, it didn't turn everything off, but it just couldn't. It literally couldn't track you, and it stopped trying to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was kind of useful, you know, for, for not having people look at their phones and doing stupid things. But they still did, you know, they still right. did. And it's interesting that people haven't kind of learned from that experience, or maybe it's just pulling in an entirely new audience with the, with the Pokemon skin over everything. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. It's but like it's, the fastest uh, grossing free app on the App Store oh, yeah. in like a day. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> Instantly it's getting ridiculous. to the top everywhere. And it was it was basically all word of mouth as well. It was like, let's release it. Here's a couple of articles. And then it just grew exponentially. Yeah. Well, People I thought they had mentioned this. it was like coming. And then all of a sudden it was like, hey, it's out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, we're, we're ready. Go ahead. Download it. I, I love the idea of that kind of marketing strategy and that kind of, that kind of push. Just something itself can speak for itself. And po- Pokemon Go kind of can. Mm. But in the sense that there's there's lots in the app that you can't figure out unless somebody tells you or you experiment a crap load. Right. Um, but I, I want I want Valve to do that with Half Life Three. I really want Half Life Three just to hit Steam and nobody know a thing about it, and just one person finds it, everybody just downloads it, and it just goes viral instantly. I want that to be how they release that Half-Life. would, the, and it would work too because you know that everyone totally you know there's somebody literally checking every day. Right. They there's mine that, there's the that. backs of every game that they release. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's the Twitter. There's the Twitter. Uh, is Half Life is HL three out yet or whatever? And it's just like it tweets every day. <laughs> no. <laughs> every day. I think I think no. it's every day. Uh, is Half Life three? Yeah. Blink. Is HL three out yet? And it tweeted June twenty fourth. No. June seventh. No. May twenty sixth. No. May twenty fifth. Oh, no. I'm, May twentieth. No. Um. Like At Notch follows it. HL3 out yet. Oh, <laughs> Notch follows it. Yeah, a bunch <laughs> of people follow it. Um, you just see that every day on your feed. No, cool. Yeah. Nope. Still not out. Nope. Um, yeah. It, Pokemon Go is like it's a cash cow, right? Like so many people are it downloading means. it just because it's Pokemon, right? Yeah. And even one of the guys who came in was like, "Hey, my son keeps telling me about this Pokemon thing on your phone." And like we we like briefly explained to him what it was, and he was like, "No, absolutely not. Not downloading this." Cuz cuz like the second <laughs> no, we were like tracking. Well, no, it wasn't even that. It was the second we were like, "Yeah, if you don't have enough Pokéballs, like you can buy them, but if you want to get oh. more, like you've got to go get you got to go to a Pokestop. And he was like, yeah, you know what? No, I'm not going to let my son like play with my phone because he'll buy all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, but, you know, or you could just go, you know, drive and get it. Yeah. Well, you could just, just lock those payment systems off because I mean, you have right. to have a credit card or something yeah. as well. I would assume it's, I got to assume it's linked to your iTunes account uh, or something. Yeah, potentially. Um, or play. Uh, right. Know. So I'm sitting here, Android, uh one of one of the one of the odd ones out at the office. Oh, really? <laughs> We've actually got an equal split now, so it's all good. Um, 
What kind of uh, what kind of Android sorry. phone is it? Oh, I've I've got a Zenfone too, but I've I've actually been using my friend's HTC something else or rather because mm-hmm. um, funny funny story. The Zenfone two based on Intel architecture can't play Pokemon Go. It's something something to do with the way that they've built the the graphics and what, whatever their support for different kinds of phones can't mm-hmm. run Pokemon Go. So I'm selling that in my 3ds. I'm going to fund a phone and I'm going to get Pokemon Go on another phone. This is how serious I am about this thing. Um, but my, my friend let me use his HTC and I, I linked my account because it all goes to the Niantic servers and everything. So I can, I can log on on another phone and it should all be there. It'll, it'll all be fine if I get a new phone. Um, right. But I, I got it yesterday um, and I'm, I'm already level nine. <laughs> I, I kind of – I just – I ran around uh, – I live in Nainai in uh, Lower Hutt in New Zealand and I – Is that there's, like there's a, about, is that a city area? Oh, it, well, it's a minor town. It's a little town. It's outside okay. of Wellington City, which is you know just a – Is that like the – see, I don't know New Zealand right? geographically. Oh, no, yeah. Is, is it's, Wellington it's like a city? Place. Yeah, Wellington okay. is a city. Wellington is the capital uh, of New Zealand. Okay. Yes, but it's not the largest city. So there's – we have Auckland to thank for that, but I think mm-hmm. there's other – there are others. We've got other cities there somewhere, um, but yeah, it's slightly out of Wellington, small, small little sort of townish area thing. And we've got about five or six nodes just outside my house, and I just do a big circuit of the area and two gyms as well, right next to us. So I spent the entire day yesterday getting to level nine and capturing a billion Pokemon. I think my highest is is four twelve now. Dang. Um, so I kind of I went a little bit crazy, and uh, I'm probably gonna go as soon as this podcast ends. I'm running outside. I'm doing it more. I'm, gonna go I'm getting to level fifteen today. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I'm now, sorry. So I'm do you, crazy. Do you, no, that's whatever. <laughs> uh, now, do you use the incense things? I haven't quite figured. So when you okay, so this is this is the thing. When you activate it, I get that it's thirty minutes. Does the does it follow you, or does it activate where you activated it, and then you have to stay in that area for a half hour, or does it come um, with are, you? Are you are you saying that because you've noticed things that stay in the area, or only because one of my friends said make sure that if you know you're going to be somewhere, activate it because they seem to think that it doesn't follow you. Okay. No, it, it definitely follows you. Okay. It definitely incense follows you. There's there's a there's a thing that you can put on nodes that stays on nodes that does the same thing incense does, and that won't follow you. I don't know mm-hmm. what it's called. Um, incense does follow you, but it's ineffective to put incense on yourself and move around because incense attracts Pokemon to you to your vicinity. Yeah, to you. So if you start moving around. It will attract Pokemon that you come by, but those Pokemon are kind of already there. Mm. <laughs> like you're, you're going to walk by them anyway. So if you do put on incense, it's better to stick in one area and wait for the Pokemon to kind of come to you. It is more effective. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I put incense on and walked around Nine in kind of a 1K block radius. And walking, walking around in that kind of circle attracted Pokemon in that path. And I was able to catch more in general just by activating it and walking around in a, in a sort of big loop. Um, but it is definitely better to, to stay in one area and just let the Pokemon come to you. But if you move around anyway, like you, you do come across sort of the same amount of Pokemon I've found. And even, even the same rarities as well. Hmm. Now, so this is another thing. Since I've, since I've got you and you seem yeah. to be an expert. <laughs> uh, on the, I know everything. On the bottom right, right, when you hit it and it pops up like, what's nearby and it tells you that they're like three, you know, paw prints away or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's a distance you need to travel to get closer to those particular yeah. Pokemon. I actually, I was trying to figure this out before. There's, 
there's there's arguments going on on Reddit about how it works, and people mm. getting really worked up. People are getting really serious about this. It's crazy. I believe it. I I've, I'm I'm hoping it doesn't turn into Ingress where. You've got the two because there are three factions in Pokemon, which I like. It's it's much better. You've got two factions in Ingress, and that was like all secret spy and people were raging wars and things, and it got really intense from a social perspective. <laughs> Way too intense. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Yet. But um, the the steps thing. So obviously, the number of steps it, it's denoted by one, two, or three, and each one represents something like five, uh, five hundred meters. Maybe something like that. Okay. Um, what people are saying, like this isn't really. There's no science to it. Um, so the more feet away they are from you, the more you have to walk towards them. And there's apparently some way to track whether or not you're going in the right direction. Although some people say that's false. So if if you when you tap on a Pokemon, it like circles it. Yeah, it like circles it, and and it shows up in your bottom right then as well, and it mm. starts flashing. And apparently, if it starts flashing faster, you're going in the right direction, or you're you're nearing it. Mm. Uh, but some people are like, no, that's a lie. It doesn't work like that. Bollocks. So you just have to move. You have to stick in one. You have to start in one zone, kind of. See what Pokemon are around you. Pick a direction and see if the footsteps reduce as you walk towards that direction sure. or if the pokemon disappears and if it doesn't then you you know you're going in the right direction but if it does disappear then go around. back to point a and then choose a different direction so it's all kind of roundabout i don't i there will be a point where you're like i've got 120 pokemon i only need 30 more and then you're like oh that pokemon comes up i'll try to get that but until that kind of happens i'm like i'm just going to walk naturally explore have fun keep catching because the more you the more you capture the same type of pokemon the more you can level up that type of pokemon so if you capture 100 pidgeys you can send 99 of them to professor willow and he'll give you all these candies and things and you can level up that remaining pidgey that you have and sort of make them really really powerful and that's how you get all the candies and and level up your pokemon and things um but but yeah, it's it's really hard to use the tracking system basically, and I, I don't think it's worth it unless you're not unless you're down to like the last twenty or thirty Pokemon, and you're like, I really want to finish off the Pokedex, so you'll you'll go in that direction. Mm. My whole thing is like, when are they going to do the special Pokemon? Because in that that like slow teaser ad, they were like, Oh, go to Times Square, and I'm like, I'm not driving to New York, guys. <laughs> Sorry, you're gonna have to put Mewtwo special a little bit ones. closer. Yeah, <laughs> move them towards me. I don't yeah. want to adventure. Um, maybe, maybe they'll have like, I don't, like I don't, this is what I'd like to happen. Like having a major event in every zone or something, mm. or in every city. So in every city, there's one location, um, and it changes every time that it happens. But one location, and they all go live at the same time, and it's a special Pokemon or something. Like that would be good because then you only have to travel to the nearest city, and it's not too harsh like if you're living out in the boonies i don't know right yeah like if, <laughs> yeah, if i had to go into boston that would be kind of annoying but if it was like a chance if it was a guaranteed chance yeah for these pokemon i'd be like mm, maybe we should go right Why maybe not? i should maybe i should get a few friends and maybe we should go we'll go out to yeah. dinner and, and then we'll go get them yeah yeah that's nice and it can it can pair up with things like that quite nicely as well yeah. um but that is kind of scary and they've also got the the potential because you know pokemon there's about two billion of them now i don't even know i didn't follow after gen one um but but they've got that potential to expand into other other areas of of pokemon our new newer generations so they could they could keep this app running for years for god's sake i mean 
they, they're probably looking at a ratio of how many people have collected all the Pokemon compared to how many people are playing Pokemon Go. And they, they may release it through that system as well. So I think there's going to be a lot of updates to this game and a lot of stuff coming for it. And I think they're going to improve the battle system and do all that kind of stuff. But it's it's really kind of bare... It's what Leaping Tiger is right now. It's really bare bones. Hmm. Um, and it's, it's building up to be this amazing kind of Pokemon adventure app thing. It's incredible. Right. It's... Yeah, I, it's one of those things where I'm like, I wish I hadn't downloaded it because now I'm just like, <laughs> I could still fight it if I hadn't downloaded it, but now that I have it, I am like consciously like, ooh, I should make sure that this is always open. Yeah. And now yeah, it, and it, it drains your battery. Your battery. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but it's great. I mean, are you, are you getting out more? Are you exercising more? Is no, that, absolutely not. Thing? No, not. Okay. No, no. I had I, it open. I, when, I had it open. I had it because well, I live in a I live in a small town and there's nothing really. Oh. It's just houses. I don't want to like walk through my neighborhood and like jump in someone's backyard, being like, "Yo, I'm just trying to catch this Pidgey. Don't worry about it." <laughs> Good old trespassing, indeed. Yeah. And and just I don't... like there's something in like my backyard area, and I'm like, maybe yeah. I should just walk into the backyard and see if I can catch it because it looks like it's like right in my neighbor's house. Yeah. Like on the little like map thing, and I'm just like. Ugh. I know them. It wouldn't be that weird, but they'd probably be like, what are you doing in my backyard? <laughs> I just don't want to deal with that. You'd get them um, into the game and you'd, you'd be like, be on my team. And right. You can team up. Do yeah, I had, it on, I had it on in the car when I drove to go uh, run a few errands. And that was how I found out that the, the library is a gym. There's a church mm. in town that's a gym. And then there's like a whole bunch of Pokestops. Yeah. Uh, I'm bummed out that the police station wasn't a Pokestop because I would have loved to go in and been like, hey, just so you guys know, there's going to probably be a ton of kids coming by. Yeah. If they have their phones out. Did did you did you see the article about um, the, the Darwin Australia Police Station? Yes, I did see yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to come inside to get the Pokemon. Um, and then there was there was somebody was posting a thing and it was like a Dairy Queen and it had a. a <laughs> There was a piece of paper like taped to the window, and it was like Pokemon are for paying customers only. And I'm like, oh, as as hilarious no. as it is, if you no. look at it, you can tell that it's clearly photoshopped. And I bet you it probably said like yeah. restrooms or bathrooms are for paying customers. Yeah. Uh, um, that that being said, though, I I have a friend that apparently knows a friend. You know, it's one of those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of a friend that knows a friend who apparently works with Diantic Labs, and they're doing this thing where they can actually sell businesses the ability to spawn a particular type of pokemon in their, in their store vicinity. to try and, or, or even i don't know if they are doing it to make pokestops in their kind of vicinity as well like maybe right um but that's a great way for monetizing the app and sort of keeping it all running but it, to me it's also really dubious and it's also like i'm just gonna walk into this woman's clothing store woman just you know women's lingerie store and just right. sit at the counter capturing pokemon i don't i don't care what anyone says or they look at me i'm just going to be there capturing pokemon no i'm not going to buy anything right and <laughs> no, that awesome. and that's the thing right they're probably thinking hey if i feel like it's probably more restaurants that would probably oh, yeah. benefit because it's like hey oh, yeah. bring your kids so that while you pay for the meal and get food they can refresh at the Pokestop, you know, if you're there for an hour yeah. and it refreshes every 10 minutes, you get six refreshes and then they get a meal out of you and it might be beneficial to them because yeah. then that would be the place you want to bring kids. And that's totally not what I was ever thinking about prior yeah. to the like prior to you literally mentioning that. But that is actually kind of like a a really slick way that they could then get some extra money. Right. Because there's no ads. Yeah. 
And if you don't buy anything, how are they making any money? And the only thing I can think of that they're making money off of is my location data, right? Yeah. There's, it's, there's, it's, they're got to be doing something with it. Yeah, it's it's probably all going towards you know Google because I'm pretty sure it's all tied into. Yeah, because wasn't Niantic yeah. owned by Alphabet? Yes. and Alphabet was Google's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but bastards. that's a really good point. Restaurants because you can't walk into a restaurant and just sit there. Like that's not. Right, they're going to be like, oh, would you like, like a seat? Even. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I'll just have a water. Like a cup of coffee. I'll just have yeah. a water and can you bring me some of that free bread? Um, <laughs> just just only walk into restaurants with Pokestops and Pokemon that are super full and you're, you're just like, oh, I'll wait for a table. What's what's the wait? It's an hour? Cool. No problem. Walk right, and then you just decide after an hour, ah, oh, my friend's got a table at the restaurant down the street. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, and also, then you leave. Yay! Right, exactly. Also, I have like eight thousand Pokeballs now. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird. That's a weird thing. And I, I wonder what's gonna happen in terms of like the loitering thing because I can, I, yeah. I believe from my friends what they were telling me. Like they were literally driving around all night picking up Pokemon in random places, and they were like, "I'm pulling into people's driveways so I can catch yeah. them." Because yeah. they're like, "I don't want to be in the road." stopped so i pull into someone's driveway i catch the pokemon and then you know off i go and i'm just like yeah that might be weird if you're pulling into everybody's driveway on yeah. a street and someone notices it yeah that's, and then you've got to explain to the cops scary. like hey sorry i was just playing pokemon and i didn't want to like use my phone while driving yeah there's, there's no law there's against that to it though there's a method to not looking suspicious and that's that's just to do with moving around and and staying refreshed because mm. Like in the, in the long run, Pokestops aren't that enthralling. It's it's sort of about encountering the Pokemon and being able to level up your Pokedex and, and get more Pokemon to level your Pokemon up so you can fight gyms. Right. And Pokestops are great for like, I mean, you run out of potions so quick, but they, they will basically just fill you up on Pokeballs. And there's Pokestops everywhere. So it's like you, you don't need to go and refresh at the same Pokestop constantly. Um but I can I can understand that from a car perspective, it's a lot harder because you actually have to drive and stop and drive and stop. Right. But it's it's much more effective working walking, which is which is great for you because you you know you exercise and you're, you're right. And if you live in the city kind of or something where yeah. it's not as weird. Yeah. Try yeah. Try and try and drive your car to a place that has a lot of Pokestops and a lot of Pokemon and just stop it and walk around. Like that's it's way more effective for leveling up and, and gaining experience right. and for finding Pokemon and stuff. Um, but yeah, there is a technique. I have like when, when you encounter a gym, it's a lot harder because you have to sit outside that gym, look at your phone and kind of can, you know, do things. Just don't turn on augmented reality mode. As long as you don't have augmented reality mode on, oh, you, you don't can have to shut point it your camera at awkward things. Yes. So uh, uh. I think top top right you can turn it to regular mode and it, it just shows like a green grassy background and you're capturing them. Um, but if you've got AR, you know, you're, you're pointing your phone at little kids and playgrounds and that's awkward. That's when it gets really awkward. Yeah. That's, that was the thing is like, I don't <laughs> want to be aiming my camera at people. Yeah. I just caught a Rattata literally while we were sitting here. Just popped nice. up. It's probably like a ch just junk level, but Let's see. Oh yeah, no. Send it. Send it to Willow. Get a couple of candies. Oh, CP twenty two. CP twenty two. That's that is low. Yeah, most of most of what I've caught yes. is is very low. Um, yeah, it is part of it. I think is tied to your level as well. So the more you, the more that you catch, you'll go from level five to level six, and you'll mm -hmm. start catching one fifties. And I think when I hit, when I hit level eight, I. I I tried to take out this gym and I couldn't. And then as soon as I left the gym, this big Pidgeot 
sort of appeared and was like, catch me and take over the gym. It would be great. And so I did. <laughs> it was really great. And he was, he was like level 412 as soon so as that, I caught Is that the only way your Pokemon take damage is if you do a gym uh, battle? Yeah, I, I want to say yes. I'm not super sure. I think so. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you, you do poker gym battles. And there's, there's an element of um, skill to how you use your items as well because if you, if you do a Pokemon battle – and then your, you know, your Pidgey's on like one health or something. Don't feed him a whole bunch of potions. Go and find another gym. Make sure he dies in the next battle, and then use a revive on him because you you get revives in spades. You know, you don't you don't run out of revives at all. You get a low. You don't you don't get many potions, but you get loads of revives. So as long as your Pokemon die, you can revive them and get them straight to half health and not have to waste a potion from getting them to one health because it takes loads of potions getting higher level Pokemon up because they take they the potions are less and less effective the higher CP or the more health basically your Pokemon right. is yeah and then you've got super potions which are you know they'll heal more but I've, I haven't come across them yet I think they're like at level 15 how do you nuts, so, but how are you getting yeah. are we getting these items like every set amount of time is oh it like no, every day it's no. Oh, oh! If you if you have a Pokemon in a gym, you can get daily items, and you can start getting poker poker coins and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all really yes, yeah, bloody complex. Uh, it's hard explaining this. Um, <laughs> but uh, but otherwise, you have to go to poker stops, and you have to you know roll a random chance of getting a whole bunch of Pokeballs. Uh, yesterday, yesterday again, first day of me using this app. I'm crazy. I spent the entire day friggin' walking around the exact same plot of land. You mean you spent the whole day working on Leaping Tiger? Oh, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Net- networking. Sorry, networking for Leaping Tiger. I was meeting other pokey players and going, here's Leaping Tiger. You can not check in on mobile stuff, but soon, maybe one day. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> um, go play other games. Um, yeah, yeah. It, uh, oh, yeah, so I was, I was going around this single plot of land, and I actually filled up my bag. There is, a, there is a limit to how many things you can carry, and I realized I was carrying like 500 Pokeballs. So I just dumped 200, 300 of them, and your Pokestops suddenly start giving you items again. I got real confused for a little, little while there. Interesting. Yeah, I'm too lazy to like go out and walk. That's the thing. It's like I don't want to have to work too hard to play it. And so I'm just going to be like, okay, if I can catch a few things at home – catch a few things at work maybe on a lunch break go walk around the area because there's a there is a pokestop nearby where i work and everyone's like oh just go on your lunch break and i'm like i don't want to go walk on my lunch break <laughs> that's for sitting down because i'm standing while i'm working 90 percent of absolutely. the time absolutely no they just they haven't made the right augmented reality game for you one day yeah one it day needs to be you. it needs to be like the sitting down and everything comes to you game oh yeah which would be do, do you think if it, if it was tied to real world currency in some kind of way, if there was some outer some outer force that was somehow funding money going into Pokemon Go, and if you went to a Pokestop and you twisted it, you'd earn a dollar, would that get you to go out? E- oh, it'd have to be more than a, it'd have to be more than a dollar because I'd be thinking well, like if I have to drive to this place, it's got to be worth the drive, right? It's got to be worth the cost of gas. Oh yeah. Um, you could literally, you could literally become a Pokemon trainer at that point, though, because you could, yeah, because like, you'd I, actually I be training Pokemon. people. You'd be like, "Hey, what's yeah. up?" I could hit a hundred Pokestops in an hour. I could make a hundred bucks in an hour. I'd right, be happy with that. Yeah, it sounds like. Well, it sounds like I was like, I was like, I feel like you're leading into the CS:GO thing, 
with the whole like you know skins skins and stuff for money versus pokemon go gambling.com pokemon go lottery.com we'll do it right now we'll start the website <laughs> we'll just properly disclose that we own it when we take people's money oh yes yes <laughs> Apart from, hey, look at this this app that we found. It's great. Yeah, and I Pokemon trading. I can I can guarantee that's going to be a thing. It's, it's oh, absolutely. People are going to be like selling gym passes, like literal gym pass. You know, oh, we'll God. pay you to let you have access to this gym. Blah. I'll pull my Pokemon so you can win. Uh, <laughs> no, the CS:GO like just to segue into the CS:GO oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. I had no like. I had been familiar with the lottery websites because I had seen people use them, you know, watched yeah. on stream. Somebody, you know, because I like CSGO. It's a fun game. Been playing it for it's years. It's a great game. Um, and I was always like, man, I wish I had the like, money for skins that I could put into this and it would be worth it. Because like the mm. most expensive thing I have is like 50 cents. Yeah. It's like whatever. Um, but then like a friend of mine was like, yo, did you see all this stuff about CSGO? And I was like, no, what do you, you know, what's the deal? And then he was like, oh, apparently the people who were like the biggest users of it on Twitch apparently also owned it. Yeah. Didn't say. And so, so this is, so maybe again, since you're very good, you're very knowledgeable about all these things, Pokemon oh, Go, Leaping Tiger, CSGO. So from what I gather. All the goes. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Right. You're <laughs> always, you're my go-to guy. <laughs> Uh, what I gather is CSGO lottery, whatever you gamble, your stuff existed. These yep. group of people made it, didn't tell anybody they made it. So when they were doing it on Twitch, they potentially had the ability to rig the odds in their favor and basically yep. just take money from people. Yes, exactly. Now and there's the, the whole thing around it is that they, they could have done that and they explicitly have said, that they didn't do that. They've come out explicitly saying that, but they've lied about so much other stuff. It just Who knows? it just leaves the door open for what it leaves the you door know. open for it. Yeah, and they've done a lot more dubious stuff outside of that. But that in particular is is what people have the most problem with, and you know it's got the most potential for fraud and and all mm. of that kind of stuff. But there isn't actually any evidence of that. It's it's just that a lot of the a lot of the bets that they made live on stream mm -hmm. were successful. And that's kind of, you know, that's a little bit, uh, but maybe they're just really knowledgeable about the CSGO scene. So they're really good at betting on the right things, you know? Right. Who knows? Um, but, but the big thing overall is just that they, they went, oh, yeah, there's this website that we found, quote, unquote, found, you know? We found right. it. It's great. We love it. And then they, they – you know, linked to this super positive experience of winning with the with the website and sort of encouraged everybody to go there. And that's entirely wrong. That you know, not disclaiming not disclosing that you are the owner or an affiliate of this website and mm. you know, you know, and it's something that I have to watch out for as well. When I go onto forums or if I tell if I tell anybody about Leaping, Leaping Tiger, I'm just like, you know, I'm the community manager there. I work there. I definitely believe in this from an outside standpoint as well. But I you know, I'm, I am biased. <laughs> right, and that's that's the thing, right? It's like you have to at least be like, hey, listen, I'm not trying to say, like, you should really download this app, and it has nothing to do with the fact that I work there, but I am telling you that I work there. <laughs> but I am telling you, yeah, um, exactly. Um, and that is that is totally wrong and dubious. And it, 
Um, oh, actually, just another thing. The guy that did the the whole CSGO lore thing is his uh, account name. I don't know if his real name is T Martin. Yeah, he's the, he was Martin. like a he was a pro player before he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he always, I I think I might follow him on Twitter because he always posts about like his sweet cars and stuff. Yeah, they all they all do, and I'm starting to be like maybe I should like, and I'm not a very. I feel like I'm when I when I stream on Twitch, I'm not entertaining maybe. Or maybe I just haven't grinded along enough, but I'm like, these people have thousands of people watching them, right? And yeah. uh, one of the guys that was involved in the CSGO thing, right, Gold Glove, mm-hmm. who apparently doesn't own the site, but he's sponsored by them. Yeah, he's a he's one, partner. Yeah, like yeah. he's one of the people I've watched on that. He just bought like a Corvette Stingray. And that's like a hundred thousand dollar car, like hundred thousand US, right? And 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 maybe you can get them for less. But I was I was at a Chevy dealership recently, and they had one, and I went and looked, and the sticker was like ninety seven thousand dollars. And I'm just like, how the hell can you make that? Like, how can you make that much money on Twitch and all these other things? But then it's like you have you know a million subs on YouTube. You got I don't know a couple thousand Twitch subs, and it's like you start doing all this small change, right? Yeah. And yeah, then it you're all like, adds up. and you're like, holy crap, right? Every time somebody buys a, a gold glove T-shirt or or the, you know this Twitch partner or that Twitch partner, and you're like, they're getting a you know a buck a piece, two bucks a piece, whatever. And then you throw in that you're just taking hundreds of dollars from people <laughs> in CS:GO skins. Yeah. It's great, like it is crazy, and it's one of those things where I'm like, is it because they're greedy, or is it because they just aren't business people, right? Like, is they, it yeah. is it an honest mistake that they were like, oh, I didn't realize I should have told you I own this site, or I'm a part, yeah. you know, I uh, I helped build it, or something? Like, it just seems like you would yeah. want to mention that. There, there is sort of an element to it where if you're not business savvy, that can be a mistake. Mm. But at the same time, it also sort of links in with your personal understanding of something, right? right. Your, your personal beliefs in something. You know that you are, um, you are intentionally deceiving people. You can't, you can't hide that fact. And that still plays into someone's personality. So even, even if it wasn't illegal to do these things, it would still be you know, a socially illegal stigma. <laughs> right in itself and it, it, it is already that um but yeah it's uh, it's 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 definitely disgusting but in, in, on the matter of everything kind of adds up and there's there's all these little things that's you know that's content creator life and it's it's the idea that you are this popular being and now that you can do things like sell your own t-shirts and you've got if you're a successful twitch sort of partner right. person it's really easy to trans to transfer those Twitch videos into YouTube videos, the Twitch highlights into YouTube videos, and instantly that's a, a monetary resource because people like watching VODs more on YouTube than they do on Twitch. Right. And it's sort of – it just all kind of rolls together. But there, there is this sort of element of um, there's there's loads of things that could potentially be dubious there, you know. Right, and, it's, and that's like it's it's the slippery slope effect, right? But at the same yeah. time, it's the it's the – it's like the slippery slope, but also the snowball effect where like your slippery slope is that you're you're doing all these things and maybe you don't know enough about them that you fall into this trap. But then there's also that you've gained so much momentum you can't stop. Yeah. Right. And they're just and like, I can't I can't stop. Someone wants to sponsor me. I'm going to sp- I'll, I'll take yeah. the sponsorship because maybe I didn't realize that they were not maybe disclosing and, I, and 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 yeah. for the record, for those listening, I'm not picking on T Martin. I'm not picking on Gold Glove. That just happens to be the names off the top of my head that I know are involved. 
I don't want to I don't want to make anybody think that I'm like you know picking on them. Yeah. You know, for our own sake, because I because he has way too many people that follow him that I guarantee <laughs> would be like he doesn't like him. Let's get him, and then my oh, inbox yeah. explodes. They've all got um, their own little armies. And it's and, and and it's awesome that you say that like you refer to them as armies because I totally agree. It's <laughs> it's they have their own like you know death squads basically. It's like in the second anyone really has a negative opinion of these people, and you know the unfor- and again it's one of those it's an unfortunate effect, right? Uh, someone says, "Oh, you're a Twitch streamer. You're just doing it for the money. You suck, right?" And then they they retweet the tweet quoting it and they're like yo i don't know why you think that but you don't have to watch right and then every single one of their followers sees that and they're like this is my opportunity to defend this guy (laughs) and they all go to bat for them and i'm like you don't need to do that he did it himself yeah you don't need to pile onto this because guess what maybe this person was just mad maybe they had a bad day right and Mm. they just they just decided to say something to somebody, and they weren't really thinking about it. And then all of a sudden, they get fifty thousand tweets from people being like, "You suck. He's awesome. I love this streamer. They're my favorite. Like, they're a really nice person." And it's like, everybody needs to take a step back. Yeah, and change. reassess everything. It yeah, is exactly. really hard to do that when you've followed someone for so long, and you've kind of you feel like you know them. You're really right. associated with them. I I can definitely vouch for the for the fact that when you get on on a camera or you know you start your stream or you make youtube videos you can sort of become this different person and be able to be you you can be that person kind of on stream you can mm. be different off stream or there's you know there's just different elements of who you can be at different times or what you show of yourself and it is quite easy to do that kind of stuff and it, mm. it's also really easy to build manipulating content on things like YouTube where you can you can do your lines over and over again and cut between them and that kind of thing you know right. it's it's only really from the heart if you if you see someone looking directly at the camera and spilling out lines and never cutting anything not stopping sort of any of their mistakes but even then you know people can be great at acting great at great at kind of doing everything at once and doing it perfectly or right. just doing enough cuts so that they can do that you know right 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 well um, it's like uh you know who casey yeah. tron is right yeah oh yeah it's perfect right like her whole thing is like a joke yeah like her whole st- her whole stream persona is not who she is and she never breaks character yeah it's like it's per- it's like it's genius it triggers a lot of people but it's exactly funny. and it's it's hilarious it's so good but People just, you just like, it's one of those things, right? It's like, is this who they really are? Is this the character that they're being? And I I think maybe, and I don't say that in the sense that maybe there's a part of people who watch Twitch and who watch YouTube maybe aren't, they haven't had enough real world experiences with people. And it's just the nature of technology, right? We've become so disconnected that you lose sight of that so easily. Like I, I hate, I hate how disconnected as a society technology has made us, right? Like, but yeah. in a weird way, we're having a conversation across oceans. You're yeah. in the you're yeah. in the future. <laughs> but and technology gave us that, but at the same time like I don't really talk to anybody in my local community that play video games because I don't know who does, right? Yeah. It's not like I know you anybody. We're changing that. <laughs> yes, through Leaping Tiger. 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, technology is interesting. It's it's both um, binding, disconnecting, and connecting, and it's it's all these kind of things. But I I feel like you know we're we're all learning how this all works, and we're trying to build towards a, a more connected society through technology. We've mm. we've understood these issues, and we're trying to fix them. There's so many initiatives, great initiatives out there in the world today that are trying to fix the whole connect disconnect connect problem of. Mm current age technology but just just going back to to csgo csgo a lot of all, all of that kind of um dubious stuff that's sort of happening it's it's sort of sad for two reasons because you you mentioned real early on csgo is a great game it's so fun it's, it's really easy to play jump into get connected with uh you're working as a team and you're you're it's really it's really quick and rapid i'm a big p90 player Pro 90, you know, mm-hmm. everybody can hate on that. I don't care. <laughs> um, B-Rush, B-Rush Pro 90. Um, and and the, the saddest part of this entire system, I feel, is that Valve has kind of enabled all of this. And that's right. another another part of, of technology is, you know, it it's, it's potential to do a lot of harm for the greater good or for a lot of good. Because a, a lot of... The systems Valve has put into place of being able to purchase cases and get skins and create trading is a, is a really good community dynamic. But as soon as you create a technology, humans are just innately going to find a way to screw it up. And if they can, they will. And that's exactly what's happening here. And you could take away a lot of those elements from Valve just by locking off the API to people. You could still have trading, but just not let people access the API in different ways. Right. And just, you know, create that community system only on Steam. But they they don't they just don't seem to be acknowledging this. And they also don't seem to be acknowledging all the cheating and everything. And it's just Right. Well they did like, they they, yeah. they occasionally I feel like I feel like they Valve has always been very closed doors to the public in what they yeah. do. And then the only times that I think they ever really do anything is when the, the 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 general public is pounding so harshly at their door that they have to right when they yeah. they ban those uh, pro CS:GO players because they took a dive, like the one team agreed to lose so the other team could yeah. cash in and then they all split the difference anyways. Yeah, and it's like that's like that defeats the whole point of what everyone in the gaming community has always been striving for. Right? It's never been about winning it's been about having fun and then you build this competitive system where you in like you enable players to be able to excel at something right something they want to do play it professionally potentially and in, in many cases earn a living doing it and then you do this cheap shit yeah. where you allow yourselves to like lose a game just to split a difference between someone else like hey i don't want to lose and not get anything for it. Yeah. So hey, we'll lose. We'll play. We'll win like the first game, and then we'll let you stomp us. But we get to split the winnings. And it's like that's. It's disheartening. It's yeah. super disheartening because I'm like, man, I really appreciate the hustle, and I appreciate the the amount of dedication it takes to get from you know the average everyday player to being professional in the spotlight, performing at all these competitions and, and all this stuff and you have to be really good at the game yeah legitimately good at the yeah game. like legitimately good at the game and then then you, not only are you legitimately good at the game but then you you engage in this nonsense mm. makes it makes people it makes the people who already have a uh a um disposition of not liking games or believing in them as like a, a real profession even less likely to be like, oh yeah, my kid wants to be a professional league player. 
Yeah. You know, it's like they only have to read the one bad thing to just completely throw out all the good stuff. Yeah, which is ironic considering, you know, the news is basically just that about the world. Right, <laughs> sort of exactly. Like, you yeah. had a lot more stuff. Um, but, yeah, you know, and it, it's also the system of humans Humans kind of like drama. Yes, we do. Like, they like bad stuff. <laughs> they like bad stuff happening because it's, it's engaging and it's good to, to crap talk with your friends and be like, oh, look at this terrible situation. Mm. So I, I think that's a lot of the reason why Valve don't really acknowledge – all of the bad stuff that happens around CSGO because it's, it's, you know, it's great for them. And it's also fun, <laughs> fun for everyone. So it's sort of like, why not let everything just kind of continue and, and mull over because the community isn't rising up against it because it's so much fun to talk about and react to. Right. But there's, there is that kind of that line crossing, which is match fixing, as you just mentioned, you know, right. that's a big line cross in the professional esports scene just in any game in any it, but even even in regular sports right like in the, Oli- yeah. in the olympics in a tennis game in a baseball game like nobody wants to hear that nobody wants to see it it's like i, I and it's one of those things where it's like sports and esports they're the same thing it's just a difference of uh whether or not you want to play it fairly yeah and then they don't and then you're like oh come on guys you're just making it worse <laughs> yeah you're not doing yourself any favors Especially, and it's the same thing I always say, like, you're making good money. Like, it's got, is it is it about the money, or is it because you really are just not maybe a good person, right? Yeah. Because it's like, you're already at the, you're already at the top of the, the, the food chain when it comes to these types of things, and it's like, and then you do this stuff anyways. Mm. Really not inspiring young minds to, you know, <laughs> to, but then there's kids who still idolize these people, mm. and they just... And I'm just like, ah, I wish, I wish it didn't happen. Mm. But I don't, you know. But yeah, Valve just kind of is just like, well, people are probably still gonna buy CS:GO. Yeah, it's, it's still always on the you know bestseller list on uh, Steam's client. And I'm just like, it millions of people play this game. Yeah, and millions of people probably never engage in the skin betting and all that stuff. But that small percentage that do are now rightfully angry about yeah, it. It's like Definitely. I'm not I'm not tweeting about my new my new sweet cars that I've got <laughs> potentially from the money that they took from all these people who bet skins. Yeah. I just wish I could get some cool skins when I unlock boxes. Yeah, no, it's, people, it's very hard. There's very low chance. Yeah, and then people like and then this is the thing that also grinds my gears, but it's just a th- it's just a matter of of you know they've reached this level of success right where like somebody starts up a stream and they're like yo I'm just gonna do an unboxing for an hour yeah. and people throw money at them oh, to yeah. open boxes they're like hey here's five bucks get a case and a key and I'm like yo can I have five bucks can I just have <laughs> can you just throw like five bucks my way so I can do one that's just a crazy one. phenomenon yeah like they give you money like oh man I watched somebody opening Hearthstone packs. And they were like, oh, I've got, you know, five or six packs. So, like, we'll start the stream with opening them, right? And, you know, in the process of opening them, somebody donated 50 bucks to buy, like, the $50 amount of Hearthstone packs. And they were like, oh, this is so much fun. I hope you get something great. Here's 50 bucks. (laughs) And I'm like, how much money do you make? Because I need to do whatever it is. I need your job. I need to do whatever it is you do. Like, I always want to walk up to people that have really nice cars and be like, I'm sorry, I just have to ask you a question. What do you do for a living? Because <laughs> I need to be doing that if this is what you drive every day. Yes. 
you know. Or just, you know, if you if you're the streamer and you get enough of those people, then that's that's what you're doing every day. <laughs> if you're if you're T Martin, you know, you've right. got all your cars. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and I'm Just not, and I don't. People. It's great. I'm, yeah, that well, that's the unfortunate <laughs> part. Like I, and it's not like I hate on people who are successful. I don't. I think yeah. that if you've got the dedication, you've got the hustle, you've got the struggle, you deserve everything you get. Yeah. However, when when I find out that you've been potentially swindling people by not disclosing it, and even from a weird perspective i wonder if that affects them on youtube as well right because in youtube when you upload a video there's a checkbox for if it's a sponsored thing and i yeah. wonder if now they're gonna get some heat from youtube because they they post these videos of the you know they post highlights from streams or whatever and if all of a sudden there's highlight videos of all these lottery things technically i would think they now have to go back and like recheck those as you know, sponsored content, right? Because you co-own or found it or whatever, those yeah. that content. It's like it's a it's it's one of those things where I always say it's gonna set a precedent because this is really the first time it's happened. And I'm curious to see what happens. And I'm yeah, glad I'm on the outside of it. Yeah. I mean T Martin just, just has gone and deleted a whole bunch of his videos. He's just gotten rid of everything. So I mean maybe that is the the best thing for, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's what maybe that's what YouTube said. Like, hey, listen, you got to delete it all. Yeah, you know. And if or you, it could if also you, be construed as running. Yeah, and uh, and then like I wonder if if because um, I think there's like now like a class action lawsuit against them or against yeah. the site, right? It's pretty crazy serious what situation they're in. They could they could very seriously go to jail. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> But um, but hey, that's that's justice for you, right? You know, right, things, that's the way it works. Catch up. Yeah, it <laughs> is the way it works. But so that, just you know, be there, wise, there may kids. be a lot of. <laughs> there's 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 a lot of that in the world. I feel anyway for mm. for people getting rich and sort of being successful. And it's not, it's not again. It's not being being jealous of people who are successful. There's a lot of people that very genuinely deserve it and they've worked mm. very hard. But there there is a lot of elements of you know dubious stuff going on behind right. the scenes. To, See, I just played a lot of money. Yeah. Just do you guys have the lottery? Money. Just play Pokemon Go. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have, like, lottery in New Zealand? I assume you must. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've got our own little lotto systems and big Wednesdays and scratchies and what have you. Mm. See, I don't. I used to do scratchies all the time. That was, like, my thing. I'd always, like, yeah. you know, once a week go to, the, go to the store, get, like, $20 worth. Scratch. Yeah. If I win, reinvest. Lose most of the time. Yeah, but now I just pick, I picked my numbers and I just play like three of the different lottery games we have a yeah. week, and that's it. That's my thing. It's a, it's a good dream. You got to be in to win. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, Wayne Gretzky always said, "You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take." Yeah, like I know people who are like, "I only play when the lottery is over like two hundred million," and I'm like, "Yo, I'll take fifty. I'll take <laughs> one million. Hell I, yeah. That's fine by me." It's like I'm not. I, I always play when I always play when the jackpot's super low because yeah. nobody else is playing. Nobody else plays. Yeah, you got a higher chance. I got well, a better. Ch you got a depending on the system. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes the chance is identical. Right. Yeah. It's like one in two hundred million. It's like so. If everybody in the country buys a ticket, everybody in the United States, I should say. I don't know how many. Pe how many people are in New Zealand? Do you know? <laughs> you no, seem to know a lot, so I figured you might. <laughs> I am terribly unknowledgeable. There's probably, I don't know, a couple of thousand. No, there's, there's, there's a good few million of us. There's not many. How close is New Zealand to Australia? Um, it's, it's about a four-hour flight. 
Oh, okay. So it's not that bad. Yeah, so it's it's pretty damn close. Um, but it's not so close that you can just you know take a boat over there and just right. have a visit. It's, it's probably you you probably can't take a boat, but it's not gonna not gonna be that quick. Mm. Now, do you go to PAX? So there's PAX Australia. I assume there's no. I know there's no PAX New Zealand. Does a lot do a lot of people from New Zealand uh, go over for PAX um, Australia? Yeah, there's there's not much in New Zealand. Basically, we have Armageddon, which kind of combines everything, and it's kind of Comic Con and mm-hmm. Anime Expo and. Um, E3 slash PAX slash everything all in sort of one, mm-hmm. and it kind of dominates the scene, uh, which is, isn't necessarily that bad because it can grow and create bigger things and have sure. splendor kind of brands and things because we're such a small community. But EB Games Expo, PAX Expo, RTX Australia, all of that kind of stuff, going over to Australia, a lot of people do. It's, it's not that expensive to head over to Australia for the weekend and sort of you know, you know get a room or hold up because it's really easy to make friends in Australia as well. Mm-hmm. The, the Australian gaming community is, is thriving. It's really, really great. And so it's easy to, to find gaming friends in Australia when you're in New Zealand because you connect on the same servers and you mm-hmm. just kind of chat to people. Um, and so it's, it's easy to find a place to stay and you just, you just go over there, crash on someone's couch and, and head to all of these conventions. I haven't been big on doing that because I've never been in a great situation where I can be like, yeah, let's just ca- take a casual weekend off and, right. and go on a trip. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely planning on going to PAX this year, 100%. PAX um, Australia. Pax Australia, yeah. Okay. Pax, Pax worldwide. Why not? Pax, um, hey, I try. Pax I'm gonna Australia. try. I want to go to Pax Australia really bad. Yeah. But it's yeah. a little more expensive than because I gotta fly. You, f- I think I have to fly to California and then I fly true. to Australia. True, true. See if you can make it though. It'd be great to meet you. It would. Yeah. No, it'd be a blast. Um, yeah, and I think I think Amy's heading over. She is. to Pax West. Yes, she is. As well, yes, and, she is. I think they're all coming to Australia. Yeah. She, well, oh, so, are you two doing a panel? Together? Yes, we are. Yes. So yeah, so and I haven't. We uh, it's no secret, but I hadn't. I haven't. I haven't said anything on Twitter because I got to make like a banner and stuff. But yeah, so we're. Uh, there was a a panel we did at PAX East, and it was myself, Craig from Able Gamers, Stephen from Stack Up, the military charity, and then a friend of mine, Jason, and we did this panel on positivity, and. You know, spreading the positive vibes of gaming. You know, yeah. kind of like what we did right now. We had a positive yeah. discussion on things. Shout out and to uh, Games Done Quick this um, this weekend, I think it was. Yeah, or Super Games Done Quick. This week, yeah. yeah. Or is gaming it, no, is, is it just Games Done Quick and then it's Summer Games Done Quick? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, this is like the summer iteration of Games Done Quick, yeah. Oh, I love it. It's always fun. It's great. Um, so we we did this panel and then... Uh, they were like, hey, we should do it again at, at PAX West. And I was like, okay, why not? So we resubmitted it, and then I asked Amy if she wanted to be a part of it because Leaping Tiger in and of itself is promoting that same kind of idea, right? Positivity, connecting with real people, building new relationships, making more yes. friends, you know? Um, and building that – I say building that gaming family because effectively the people I know in the gaming community – in some cases, in many cases, I trust more than people I've known in real life, like from grade 100%. school. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, she was totally on board. We actually, I found out this morning. So like this, like today I woke up and had an email that was like, hey, you're confirmed. Like it's a go. You know, your yes. panel's been accepted. And I, wo- and I was like, ah! And so <laughs> I started like, I started emailing everybody um, and was like, yo, let's, t- we're, you know, we're good. Um, yeah. The cool Congratulations. part. Thank you. Um, the cool part is that I had another panel that I had submitted for, and that one also got accepted. Oh, wow. So I'll actually be on two – and this is like humble brag. I'm actually going to be yeah. speaking on two panels at PAX West. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's weird because I'm now four for four. Uh, I oh, did. Nice. I did one at Prime in fifteen. Then I did one at East this year, and now I'll be doing two at West. The people want more. Apparently, and it's so weird. And it's so weird because I do, and I, I do this a lot. It's like small. I say I refer to it as small media outlet syndrome. Yeah, because it's just me and my buddy Mike that co-hosts on the podcast, right? And we're not very big. We don't have a million Twitch followers. We don't have a million YouTube subs. You know, we create content when we can, and we love doing it. But it's one of those things where I'm like, it's weird to say that I've spoken on panels at PAX. Like, yeah. it's weird to say that something I wanted to do has reached a bigger group of people. And it's 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 just weird. And I'm hoping that all of a sudden it's that I get the snowball effect and I just rise to the top and then I can buy myself a Corvette Stingray. Yeah. That's what I yes. – that's, that's the goal, everybody. Just give me all it? your dollars so I can buy a, buy a supercar. So that he can adventure more. He can go out and he can catch more Pokemon nodes. Exactly. I can instead. You know what? I won't buy a Corvette Stingray. I'll just buy bazillions of Pokeballs and yeah. potions and incense so that I can just get all the Pokemon and never have to leave my house. Exactly. So you can own the world. I'll Although... pay for a chauffeur. <laughs> I'll pay for a chauffeur to drive me around. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll have five different phones and you'll be able to dominate the gyms. It'll be fantastic. Could you? That's could the you, real Pokemon. Has dream. anyone done that? Has anyone logged in on two different phones they, with the same account? To, oh, no, no, not with the same account. No. They'll have two different phones with different phone plans. There are people out there with like three phones connected to Ingress and they'll go and, and they'll have like um, spies and different factions and things and be able to capture different nodes. So I'm sure they're going to do that in Pokemon as well. It's crazy. And then they get all their battery packs and ah, I'm I'm getting away on myself again. Are you you, you need to order a battery pack to keep your phone charged. Oh, I you? have one. I've got one from the Ingress days. <laughs> I was only into Ingress for like a month, but I, I've got a twenty thousand milliamp battery pack. Which charges it's your phone forever, great. basically? Yeah, yeah. It it keeps it going for a, a good four hours. That's crazy. With everything on full. And I, I, I put a turn on all the battery saving stuff as well and Dim your screen like, did like nothing. Yeah. You know what? We now when you the, when you when you turn your phone upside down, does Pokemon Go like black out the screen? Oh, if you turn on power saving mode in the settings top right, yeah, yes. Okay, yeah. so that's so I, what I definitely that's turn for. that on, and then I turn it upside down. Yeah, and it still vibrates if a Pokemon comes near you. So because I couldn't figure out why it wasn't doing that, and that was yeah. the weird thing. Because everyone was like, "Oh, if you turn your phone upside down, it won't kill your battery." And my friend was like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Well, because it shuts off the screen." But I couldn't figure that out. Yeah. Now I know. Yay. <laughs> I also I also make sure that I turn on screen never goes off so that cuz if if it does it disconnects your GPS and it doesn't track what happens in the game. So turn your phone always on and then turn it upside down for battery saving mode and then you'll constantly be alerted by Pokémon and stuff. Ooh. So you got all the you got all the tips and tricks. All the bloody tell. I've been watching all the tips and tricks videos. There's Don't so tell anybody that. Just tell everybody it. you figured it out on your own. I've I'll edit that out. I'll I edit it out. Nobody will know. I around my neighborhood and I figured it all out. Yeah. You had, I could tell you had... a lot about the battle system, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, any, any closing thoughts on Leaping Tiger? You should pitch it. You should tell everybody how they can find it, how they can get it, what it's available on. Oh, fantastic. Yes, thank you. Um, 
So leaping-tiger.com is the best place to sort of find out all information about it. But you can get it on Android. You can get it on iOS. Um, and for Windows phones and, and all those other phones, you can use the web version, which is web responsive. And then you can also sort of make a, a shortcut on your desktop or your phone. And it works just like an app. Mm. Um, but that is sort of out of, out of the way. It's, it, the app experience is incredible. And the apps are kind of... They're, they're jumping ahead of the, the web app. But it is there if you want to use it. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very versatile. Um, so, yeah, App Store, Play Store, Leaping Tiger. And it's, it's all there and it's all good to go. Um, and, and stepping off from, from what you were saying about uh, packs and the, the positivity in gaming panels, yes. this is the whole reason that I joined Leaping Tiger. For, you know, Jordan and Amy really had the the idea and the passion of positivity in gaming, trying to connect people, what games can do to help connect people because it, it takes away, you know, race, creed, nationality, sex, gender. Oh, absolutely. It takes away all of that and you just connect with somebody's personality and, and you, can, you can really kind of meet people that you wouldn't think of ever meeting and it also helps you with kind of prejudices and things. And right. It's, it's like Leaping Tiger is just trying to encapsulate this positivity of gaming and, and helping it grow and that's, like, if you want to support that and you also want to keep track of all of your gaming activity and also meet a whole bunch of cool gaming friends and everything, get Leaping Tiger. Help us grow. And, yes. So. Oh, and, and I'm Snowy Padre. So you can follow me at Snowy Padre. Also at Leaping Tiger HQ. On yes. Twitter. Oh, I was going to tell you, you need to update your. Uh... You need to update your Twitter profile because you have at the Leaping Tiger on the thing, and that's not the correct because it's on at. the thing on our on our profile on your Twitter oh, on your on Twitter my profile, Twitter, my personal Twitter. I'm going to do that right now while we're doing this. Yes. And also, thank you very, very, very much for having me on this podcast and having us talk about all of this. It's been fantastic. Oh, it was a pleasure. It was. This was fun. I learned so much about one leaping tiger and two Pokemon Go. Plus, you're I, you're actually a fantastic person to talk to. Oh, jeez, thank you so much. I feel like Likewise. we would get along very well. Yes. We need to. I do. You, you're. Are you PS4 or Xbox? I am a uh, PC sinner. <laughs> That's fine. I have a I, PC. I want to be in the world of consoles. It's just very expensive to be there. Uh, well, isn't it like more way more expensive? In New Zealand too, like aren't games like a hundred bucks? Oh yeah, games are quite expensive. But I have systems. I've got ways. I haven't got dubious ways, mm-hmm. but I have I have ways of you know playing games with friends and, and different ways. And also, Steam sales are great. Oh, Good the Steam game sales budget. are fantastic. Lots of indie games. Lots of the free titles. I spend. I I'm I'm very I'm very good at free to play games. Mm. I'm very good at playing free to play games and not spending a dime. I'm one of those people that play free-to-play games and never spend a dime, but I'm very good at networking everyone inside those free-to-play games. Yes. So I kind of do the developer's work for them, even though I don't spend a dime. But um, Can I, can yeah, I do I, a I, secondary shout-out? Yeah, yeah. Do you know Dry Cactus Games? They're in New Zealand. Dry Cactus. I, do you know I the game Polybridge? Poly, new. Polybridge. Okay. Yes, Polybridge. Dry Cactus Games. It's a It's amazing. And the music is awesome, but they're in he's in New Zealand. Oh yes. The guy who made it. He's in New Zealand. So I feel like you guys should connect with him and be friends. I am gonna check that out. I'm gonna pass that on to Jordan. Thank you. 
Uh, only because I was like, I'm like, I, I'm almost 100% certain he's in New Zealand. So I had to type it up. Yeah. And, and there's a thriving check. developer scene here. It's, it's incredible what people are working on. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing too, right? It's like, and you meet all these people when you go to these conventions and when you go to these things or when you just start looking and all of a sudden you're like, Hey, there's tons of people that do the same thing that I do. And it's like games, yes. you know, game jams, right? Like, and oh, I mean, I, I don't want to be the guy who's like, you should do this because what do I know? But you should totally find a way to incorporate game jams into a thing that you guys connect people with. And maybe yes. you're already doing it and I won't press you any further because I'm not that kind of person. But you should probably you uh. should probably look into that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's... Do a lot of visiting game jams and talking to them. So there may be something out there. Maybe something in the works. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So well, let's, let's recap. At Leaping Tiger HQ on Twitter. Yep. Leaping-tiger.com on the web, yep. available on the iTunes App Store, available on the Google Play Store. Leaping Space Tiger there. Yes. You gotta, the, the hyphen has caught us off guard. We're, it's, a, it's a big URL battle that we're fighting. Never mind. Why? Is there a leapingtiger.com? There is. There is. And we need to find a way to break through that, that little, little hurdle. I, I imagine that hurdle is money. It is a, someone it wants is to. Money. Someone's like, "Oh, you want this website that I have that I don't use anymore? Pay There's me." There's also begging. There is also begging. That I begging is a good. <laughs> that's a good starting point. <laughs> High five. Yeah. Um, and you are at Snowy Padre. I all one word. And I fixed my Twitter profile. Refresh. Nailed it. Ha ha. So, with that, I thank you for your time. Because this was really fun, and I hope that people – I hope you see a, in, a slight increase in downloads of Leaping Tiger. <laughs> I cannot guarantee that thousands of people will flock to the website. But for those that are listening, I think you should definitely check it out. You should definitely go download the app if you have one of those types of devices. And I think, I think we're – unless there's any closing things you want to say. Oh, no, just just likewise, if anyone from Leaping Tigers coming and checking out DGCast for the first time, go and check out other podcasts by them. Have, a little, have a little subscribe. Have oh, some fun. Do it. Do it. Because we do, do it. Because we, yeah, as, a, as, as the great poet Shia LaBeouf once said, do it. <laughs> um, do it. Yeah, I was going to say, at the DGCast on Twitter, at uh, twitch.tv slash DGCastTV. Do you guys have Twitch? We do, and we're actually we're planning. Well, oh, sorry, I won't. I won't say anything else. Fair I'm, enough. Fair I'm enough. Terrible. I we we want to do a lot more streaming stuff, but we've had a lot of fun with um, Q and As in the past. Okay. So maybe we can, we can maybe we can do a little collaborative stream thing with DigiCast as well. Yeah. That'd be oh, fun. absolutely. One hundred and ten percent. So yeah, everybody, thank you for listening. As always, you can listen to this over and over again if you'd like, and. Uh, I'm totally blanking because normally Mike ends the podcast but that has been episode 72 of the Disconnected Gamers podcast I thank you for listening and we will catch you on the flip stay positive gamers